0: Love Talk Radio I'm living in that 21st century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it Screams so some the haters. Got a nice ring to it I guess they're too big Don't need
1: to sing music No one man
2: One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All right, let's go. On Scott and Mike.
1: Mike, let's pull it together. Hello everybody and welcome to a red versus blue week 15 in the National Football League. I'm Scott Atkins team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football and uh, it's a little bit of a heavy heart here tonight. I know uh, everybody has a lot of thoughts going on about the school shootings in Connecticut, just the worst tragedy in years. Uh, Mike, tonight we offer them our thoughts and our prayers. Something like this is just so wrong, it's beyond words or understanding, but the world has to keep spinning and the show must go on, so that's what we have to do tonight. But uh, welcome, Mike, our our big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, um, I, I know you've always been a proud supporter of the Fantasy Players Association and what we're doing, and as I look around the... Fantasy landscape. Not one, but two of our twelve FPA board members sit atop national leaderboards right now. Rich McClellan, our managing editor, is number one overall in the FFPC, and Matt Bailey, who heads up our contest review team, he's number one overall here in the FFWC. Man. Uh,
0: first off, Scott, uh, I want to echo the sentiments uh, that you that you just uh, uh, commented on. It's uh, it, it's a sad thing that happened and you know like you said words can't uh words can't describe uh i'm just i'm i'm just so sorry for uh the uh the relatives the parents uh all that were involved uh with what went down there uh that's that's a bad deal um so i hope that uh I, I I don't know I don't know uh, how else to uh, how else to say it because it, it's kind of gut wrenching uh, especially if you have kids I don't but uh, my neighbors both to my left and right of me they do and uh, it's, it's 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 pretty tough um, but uh, like I said moving forward uh, Rich and Matt man you know I'm uh, really uh, rooting for you guys and uh, looking forward to see what you guys got.
1: <clears throat> the chat room has crashed here at red vs blue blog talk radio has been experiencing technical difficulties today as I've been patrolling the shows and the chat room has crashed. It looked like the chat room was loading up there. Surprisingly, you know, it's, it's uh it's one of those nights, you know, Friday night is usually the night where you have a few beers and you're relaxing and you're enjoying yourself. And tonight it just doesn't feel that way. Um, we're doing Christmas in Indianapolis here tomorrow for for the family and the boys, and so it's uh, it's going to be an exciting time. We're going to be heading out of town, you know, soon, and we just thought, you know what, let's do it this weekend. Give them some time to play, and then we'll uh, we'll be on vacation. But uh, this is this is uh, one of those nights that we're going to just try to tough through it, and we we are we've worked real hard for this uh, all year. To get to this spot. If you're in this spot, congratulations. It's week 15. You're very likely in the semifinals or in the second to last week of the year. Real important week for us, so we are going to roll through these games, get through them, and get the advice from the crew, the chat room here at Red vs. Blue. Uh, The crew is now sponsored by ocfiat.com. Orange County Fiat was nice enough to present us with a brand new Fiat 500 pop for our regular season points leader in the FFWC, the Fancy Football World Championship, and Corey Gardner took it down, man. So uh, from Hershey, Pennsylvania, big time uh, shout out to Corey, going to be getting that car. We're arranging the delivery as we speak. We're hoping to get a local dealer for him so we can cut back on that delivery charge that it was going to be. So very excited about the, uh, the, the car and OC Fiat and what they're doing with us. The uh, first way to first thing to start us off, Mike, um, the the calls that you had last week. You know, we wanted to have a little bit of fun there. The calls that you had last week. Uh, look, it uh, on. The Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch. Last week, you told the listeners. I wish I had the audio. I should have cut and pasted it, and I could play it right here. But just take my word for it. You you said to bench the
0: Seahawks and correct. Marshawn Lynch. That is correct. Uh I, I, I called uh Bench Lynch. Uh I thought he would he would be a uh total bust. Uh my other bust was uh Cam Newton. Oh yeah, I think uh, Cam Newton would be a bust, uh and I busted. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just one of things, you know. Uh, you know, I'm going against uh, I'm going with trends and uh and kinda of getting my own feel of the way uh things are going in the games and uh who the the match they're against. Uh but let's face it, uh, Cam Newton, uh he busted out uh big time. Uh he busted me and uh he's continuing to uh show that maybe he is a better second half quarterback than people think. Uh as far as my uh Marshawn Lynch, this guy's resilient. He keeps going. The entire Seattle team is resilient. They keep going. Uh, that's all a product of Pete Carroll. So, uh, you know, I busted. I, I gave you two bucks. I busted, and I hope
1: that nobody listened. Yep, yeah, the chat room just crashed again for uh, for me. It, it does look like the the uh, the guys are in there. It's, it's a great crew tonight. Two Packer, Code Cracker, Electric Relish, a couple of guests, Henry Muto, Mister Invictus Standard, Michael Bronte from the. Invictus Standard Dynasty show, Shane P. Hallam as well, IPS driver Anita Jag on Twitter, Joey Brown, Road Warrior Dave Cherney. Saw, and I can't see who's below that, but hopefully I'll get back. Code Cracker's also there. It's going to be a fun show, Mike. Uh, Again, look, we do get calls wrong from time to time. Cam Newton, Lynch, colossal bad calls, Mike, but I I want to bring the fact that defenses do matter. For a couple of weeks now, you've been talking about defenses. And they yep. do matter. We we saw that by the Seahawks. If you played the Seahawks last week, Mike, in a head-to-head matchup, you didn't make it to the champions to the semifinal matchup. That's just a fact. I mean, ninety percent of the guys that faced the Seahawks last week did not make it through that game. You get a 40 burger posted on you by a defense, you're not going to make it. So defenses do matter. Now, was it a fluke? Could he have predicted it? Well, we're going to find out and test that theory this week, Mike, because my surprising defense of the week is the Detroit Lions. I mean, they're facing Arizona. They have completely fell apart. And they have that tasty matchup. They're flat-out anemic. I don't think the Lions are going to put up a 40-burger like Seattle, but they could be in for a big week.
0: Well, here, Here's another uh, idea of uh, defenses do matter. And, you know, I still don't buy into it, Scott. I'm not going to. and But, anyway, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, last night, I'm trying to catch up in the uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of right there. Who's our defense? Cincinnati. What did they post? A 21. And I'm going to tell you what. When I got, I mean, when I got home, I mean, race was ecstatic. We got 21 out of our defense. So, you know, defenses do matter. Uh, but you know, going back to Detroit, uh, I don't know if they're going to score 21 or 20 or whatever, but, uh, Arizona, Arizona is pretty, uh, they're
1: pretty pathetic, so you never know. 347-324-5404 four, four, four is the number. This is the Red Blue Red versus Blue Friday night show sponsored by V2 Sigs, and Mike, we have a, um, we are on iTunes. You can stream, we stream live on fsc.fm. You can download us from iTunes on your podcast or MP3 player, and, uh, we're, we're a little bit of everywhere here now. Uh, I, I want to talk about um, uh, the defenses. We have a question from Facebook. Mr. Craig Mastro, He was he's definitely been uh, on the show before, and he has some good teams. Mike, his question is the Texans, Browns, or the Skins? He has three defenses that he loaded up for on this stretch run, and he wanted to play matchups. So let's take a look at these. The Texans are at home against the Colts. The Browns are... <clears throat> Cleveland Browns are playing uh, the Skins at home. They're, they're playing at home. I like Cleveland. And the Skins, obviously, is his third choice there at Cleveland. So if if I had to look at those matchups and say, okay, on the surface, which one am i am going to take? I, I don't think I want to go up against Andrew Luck. I don't see him making a lot of mistakes, even though Houston will be upset from that New England game. I think at the end of the day that Andrew Luck is going to put this game in his hands and and it's not going to be about anybody else on the team. So now can they make mistakes? Can the special teams make, uh, allow big runs? Absolutely. But I think I would rather go with the Browns facing a Cousins than the Skins facing the Browns at home, which, you know, it could just be a Trent Richardson day and play it safe and, you know, throw a couple of deep balls to Gordon. But the Browns don't have to do much in that game except run the ball with Richardson and, and try to get that W. And and you're facing a, a guy in Cousins who has only seen one of their defense. Oh, you know, he's a rookie.
0: Scott, this Houston team is embarrassed. Their defense, they are totally embarrassed about what happened uh, last Monday night. I, You know, it's kind of a coin flip because I really don't like talking about defenses, as you know. In this particular situation, I will take Houston above the other two easily. These guys are going to be coming with their ears pinned back. They have; they're going to have a purpose, and they're going to want to let the world know that the Houston Texans are not the same Houston Texans that got pounded on Monday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very good possibility. My question from Twitter.
0: Uh, at Logan
1: Price 84, Red Blue Radio is our Twitter account. You can always tweet the show. Logan Price tweets us. David Wilson or Dez Bryant in PPR. I presented this question to the chat room. IPS driver Wilson saw 11671. Wilson no doubt. Shane P Hallam, Wilson. Road warrior Wilson. Joey Brown 0. Wilson, don't know if Dez makes it through the whole game. Mike, that's a uh, one, two, three, four, five out of five said David Wilson, the rookie who a lot of people left for dead and dropped from their waivers. I picked him up for a dollar, luckily in the FPC. So I'm really excited about that. Look, I know I've got a lot of points to make up. I need about two, 220 point weeks to win the thing, but I do have David Wilson. I was pretty excited about getting him. I get to plug him in the lineup, but I don't know if I'd plug him in against Des Bryant who's a proven professional at this point now uh, and and a, and a damn good one at that. Now, it's a finger, right? But what would you do there, David Wilson or Des Bryant?
0: It's a hot commodity right now. David Wilson is a hot commodity. Now, do you remember uh week 1 of the NFL when uh Dallas and uh the Giants played? Who was a hot commodity in week 1 or after week 1? He's long gone by now. Uh you know, David Wilson is going to be very good, but you have to watch and make sure if Des Bryant is active and playing. This is a no-brainer. You have to start Dez Bryant over uh David Wilson.
1: All right. Well, Mike is the contrarian there. I'm gonna I, I am going to say David Wilson just because uh again, okay. I um I'm I'm not sure why this was such a big deal. A finger requiring surgery, I you know, I don't know. I just like what I see. David Wilson looks like that guy that can bust those big eighty yarders and in in a game like this. It's gonna be very Interesting to see how they use him. This is a big game for the Giants. This is no joke. This is the Falcons. Do you give this game to a rookie and David Wilson and say, look, we're not changing our philosophy. We're a run-first team, and we're going to do it. The Falcons' rush D averages 127 yards allowed per game. That's 23rd in the NFL, 14 touchdowns given up to date.
0: I don't know who else is going to run the ball there, so I have to say Wilson. Well, Scott, you know, I understand, but at the end of the day, Atlanta is a totally different team at home than they are on the road. Uh, This is the most schizophrenic team I've ever seen in my life, I think. Good point. Because when they're at home, they are unbelievable. They do what they want to do when they want to do it. So there is no doubt in my mind. I mean, I know the Giants have the history of the – December miracles the January, this and that, and uh, winning Super Bowls. But I think they're going to have a tough time going into Atlanta and winning that game because I really believe Atlanta is just going to step up.
1: Road Warrior says, problem with Wilson. One missed block protecting Eli or one fumble could land him on the bench. So, Logan Price 84 from Twitter, there's your answer. Now, we do have another question. Uh Twitter question from Russell Clay 17 Mike Steven Jackson. The tweet says this. <laughs> wait, the tweet says this. Ready? Steven Jackson or Bryce Brown? Oh, wait. Sigh. <laughs> he must have got that one wrong, Mike. And I'm going to ask you, I want you to be honest. Would you have started Bryce Brown over Steven Jackson this week?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Yeah, I Absolutely. think I would have too, man. Uh oh, yeah. the Vikings are no joke. It is the Rams uh, playing the Vikings at, at home. Rams are at home. Uh, but yeah. I sure didn't think it was all that. It's a good matchup. It's not a not a great matchup. The Vikes allowed 118 yards to the Bears last week, 152 to the Packers. They're not really playing all that great. They've been kind of the middle of the pack, 10 scores all all year. This is in the Edward Jones dome for Jackson. So I think he's going to have a decent day, although I predicted the top 10 week for him last week, and that sure didn't happen. So...
0: Well, you know what, Bryce Brown, I mean, he was a hot hand, so uh, you you almost had to start him. I mean, if you had him, you had to start him. That's just the way it is.
1: All right, Mike, uh, that was a, a question. And I'll tell you what, one more Twitter question that we have from something about FB, SM thing about FB. Luck versus Ryan, he says. Gut says luck. Safety says Ryan. This is an interesting one, Mike, because, again, when you look at the points, there's not much separating these guys. And Matt Ryan has a good matchup against the Giants. The Giants' D de- pass the pass D de- is 27th in the NFL. They allow 250 a game, but they're second in the NFL with 20 interceptions generated. So you can really get them. You can really rattle this guy. Um, you know, Matt Ryan. Uh, if, if this is the case, I you're worried. You know, we just talked about this team with Andrew Luck. Here's my thing, and, and I think I would start. Andrew Luck in this game. Even though Matt Ryan is the guy that got you here, it's it's Andrew Luck time. At at the end of the day, this game against Houston, there's no way Vic Ballard's going to make a huge impact in this game. Not with that defense, not with that attitude that you were talking about. Doesn't mean right. that their corners are going to play any better. Doesn't mean that their safeties are going to are, are going to come up and make plays. It means that Andrew Luck is going to throw the ball down the field. BFD has Andrew Luck in the top 10 right there with Matt Ryan. Uh, I think that Andrew Luck would be the play for me. Even though, Look, there's an old saying, right, that you ride the horse who got you here, and Matt Ryan was the guy who got you here. But also, if you had Andrew Luck, you know, it was back and forth with these guys all year. It started early, Matt Ryan. But since then, Luck, he throws this thing down the field, man. He challenges every play. He's going downfield. So I personally would take Andrew Luck there. Something about football. or or something about FB, I would take Andrew Luck. Mike, what do you say?
0: You know, it's pretty tough. Uh, You know, both of these games, first off, I look at the over and under, and they're both uh, between 48 and 50. Uh, The one thing that I want to uh, challenge uh, both of you guys uh, when I'm looking at this game is how many options does Andrew Luck have? How many options does Matt Ryan have? I feel like that Matt Ryan has a few more options to go to. Plus I think uh, I think they're probably I mean they're going to win the game and Andrew Luck is going to be coming from behind like I said earlier against a pinback defense that is pretty PO about what happened to them on Monday night. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan on that one.
1: Well, Mike, I don't know about how many weapons he has. He has probably one less, according to D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Falcons head coach Mike Smith said Thursday wide receiver Roddy White will be a game time decision for Sunday's game against the Giants due to that knee injury. And I think, I think you got to rest this guy. You're 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 in the playoffs. You're comfortably there. Yeah. You know what? This is not a must win game for the Falcons. You can. You can rest and relax a little bit. I know you don't want to, but if you've got an injured guy like Roddy White, he's very important to your Super Bowl run. And let's face it, the Falcons don't just want to win a playoff game. I know they have got they got burned last year, had a great team. They were 14-2, and two, I think, uh, when they got okay. demolished by the Packers, right? Wasn't oh, that for the Giants? Yeah. yeah, so that was two years ago. And so, you know, they are back to where they need to be, and they're thinking Super Bowl. And so I think it's the perfect opportunity for them to sit Roddy White. And if you sit Roddy White... You know, you you end up starting to double Julio. You put put another uh, player over there. Uh, you know, you can't really guard Gonzo. The linebackers can't cover him even to this day. It's amazing, but this could be one of those ground and pound physical games, Atlanta versus the Giants, and they just see what they can do with it. And you know, they'll have wide receivers step up. They've got other receivers. They're not excellent offs. Harry Douglas, you know, guys like that. But I I, I think it's a it's a game that you, you could sit. Uh, you know, you could sit. You should sit, Roddy right White.
0: I well, you know, Scott. I really don't. Uh, I mean, if they have a chance to, then they will. But uh, bottom line is, game time decision. If, if the if the guy's ready to play, they're going to play. Uh, you know, it's something I've seen about the NFL in the last uh, few weeks is, if the guy is ready, he's going. He's playing, and, and, and that's just the way it is. Because Atlanta, they got to make sure they're at home with these playoffs. All
1: right. In the chat room for our friend, something about FB, IPS Driver says Ryan. Shane P. Hallam, Ryan for me, good matchup. Both will be good plays, though, in my opinion. Road Warrior, Ryan has the options, but I have a hard time trusting anything Atlanta in December. And Saul11671 says both should be solid. Not great this week. Here's the thing I like most of all, Mike. He says slight edge to luck for his rushing ability, and you can't discount uh, what he brings to the table. Mike, real quick. If your fantasy season is over, it doesn't have to be immediately after week 17. Uh, the gang here at fftoolbox.com. We will be holding playoff draft week at uh, fftoolbox.com. 10k grand prize, one in six triples up and win $600. The the, the concept is simple. Mike, 12 man rosters, six team leagues, one minute timer. Go to fftoolbox.com/slash playoff championship for a chance to play. We're really excited about that playoff. Uh, contest it's a draft we're all about the draft here we we wanted to add something to the table. We love the other playoff contest out there the f f p c has a good one they They have the one where you have the pick the team and you put all your players in there and you and that's your team you sit it and forget it and you have super Bowl counts as double points love that uh and then the n f f c does their um their fantasy nine one dra- uh playoff contest where they have those other those three price options entry level, and then they have the multipliers, man. Every round you have, uh, if you know, if you keep that guy in your lineup, he's worth double, and if he makes it again, he's worth triple, and if he makes it to the fourth game, he's worth quadruple. I mean, it's, it's a fun, complicated contest, but I really like all the options that are out there, and I think everybody's going to have a real good time with this draft. And, Mike, we here at Red vs. Blue are going to sponsor one draft on Friday night, uh, January 4th, right before the wild card Saturday happens, we are, we are going to host a, an hour-long draft. These drafts take less than an hour. We're going to host one. So there's only six spots available for that. I can't even tell you if those are sold out if you tried to go and, and do it. But if you'd like to play and if you'd like to be on the air or us to commentate on your draft live on the air, go to fftoolbox.com slash playoff championship, and you can uh, take a shot at that. We're also going to do a couple of lunch hour drafts. Uh I know I know guys at work like to sit, maybe even skip a lunch, get online, look at their rosters and lineups. We're going to do a couple of uh, lunch hour drafts, one on Tuesday and one on that Wednesday. We also have some slow draft options on that first Monday. So you can actually enter a slow draft and start with an eight hour with a four hour clock and and be in a you can pre-draft and, and just have a slow draft where you can take your time and then you know throughout the week that draft will will pick up and finish out before that Saturday. Okay. Mike, truth. We've got uh, our Trust or Bust segment. Trust or Bust is sponsored by our playoff championship here, so that's why we brought it up. Trust or Bust. I'm going to announce the player. You're going to say whether you trust him for Week 15 or you bust him for Week 15. First, we're going to start with the players who were hot in Week 14. You ready?
0: Ah, think so.
1: David Wilson, we already covered it. Trust or Bust?
0: Uh, I say Bust.
1: <laughs> You're starting off good again, man. Here we go. It's gonna be one of those shows. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna say trust, you say bust. Seahawks yep. defense, Mike. Seahawks. You know they play uh they they had a great game last week against Arizona and, and this week they have a ah, an equally easy game, I think, at the Bills. Trust or bust.
0: Uh trust. Absolutely. You gotta trust uh Seattle's defense.
1: All right, I say trust as well. Mike Wallace was hot in week 14. What does he do in week 15? Do you trust him or do you bust him?
0: I got to bust him this time around. Uh, It's going to be a little bit difficult, a little bit more difficult for him to uh, get things done uh, going against those corners.
1: Mike, I agree with you there. I'm going to actually call it a bust too, so we've only disagreed on one, the David Wilson play. No, Sean Moreno was very hot last Thursday night. This week he gets at Baltimore, Mike. Do you trust Moreno or do you bust him?
0: I'm going to bust him. Uh, the, you know, it's going to be uh, very uh, very difficult because uh, Baltimore's defense is kind of, you know, they, they've lost a little bit of swagger, but uh, I still believe that uh, they're going to shut him down and let, uh, let Peyton Manning do all the work. I'm, right.
1: I'm going to disagree with you on that one, dude. I think Moreno is one of the fantasy MVPs right now, the way he looks. It's like a new guy out there. He was a former first-round pick, so he does have the pedigree, that you have to fall back on. Darren Sproles, uh, again, he was kind of uh, iffy, uh, not really all that healthy, comes out of nowhere, has a great game for the Saints last week. This week it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who has a dreadful defense as well. What do you think about Darren Sproles? Trust or buy? I
0: trust him. I've I trusted Darren Sproles all day long. Uh, the, the guy is incredible out of the backfield. Uh, PPR, unbelievable. I trust him all day long.
1: Yeah, he's he's a trust for me as well. Uh, The Buccaneers uh, rush D. um, Actually, they are the tough ones. The pass, not so much, but the Bucs rush D. Best in the NFL, averaging just 78 yards per game. Ten rushing scores allowed. But, again, Darren Sproles is not your prototypical running back. He's uh, all over the field. He lines up in lots of different situations. He's very hard to tackle, and I think they are going to have a hard time with him. Uh, you trust him, and I trust him as well. One last guy that was hot in week 14 on the trust or bust, Anquan Bolden.
0: Well, because I am in a league that I need Bolden to do something, I'm going to trust him.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, all right. You're going to trust him. You know, I, I like Anquan Bolden. I think it's very unfair why, how the fantasy community looks at Anquan Bolden. This guy... Still has a lot in the tank. He just landed on a team that isn't an aerial attack like Arizona was. I mean, look at what he used to do with a Kurt Warner arm, and you could see that he still has it uh, in Baltimore when the opportunity arises. It's just like, man, he's still there. I like him, but I think that Champ Bailey actually decides to cover more Anquan Bolin than Torrey Smith. At the end of the day, I think he's going to be kind of all over the field, Champ Bailey will be, but I think that at the end of the day, it will be. Uh, it will be – Anquan Bolden lining up primarily against Champ Bailey, so I'm going to bust him this week, but I do. I'm a big Anquan Bolden fan. Mike, I love this trust or bust segment. Let's finish it off with the guys who were cold in week 14, and do they have enough to turn it around in week 15? You ready? Yep. Jimmy Graham. Man, what a complete turd this guy has been for fantasy owners in the most important weeks of the season. Jimmy Graham, trust or bust?
0: Uh, I got to trust him. I mean, it's hard to go against him. Uh, You just got to, you know, you got to go with your studs each and every week. Even though they might be a bust one week, uh, you got to trust him. I I trust Jimmy Graham this week.
1: Well, yeah, if you don't trust him this week, I don't know when you do. This is the Buccaneers' uh, pass D. They are absolutely horrific. So I think you have to trust Jimmy Graham. Andrew Luck, we've already talked about, trust or bust. I trust him.
0: Oh, uh, I'm gonna trust him absolutely.
1: All right, all right. Uh, Justin Blackman, very weak last week. I think people were expecting a a, a bigger game. I mean, it was it was it kind of came around late there, uh, but most of the game he he wasn't he wasn't a factor for the Jags. They play at the Dolphins this week, who has a good rush defense, not as not as strong against the pass. What do you think of Justin Blackman this week?
0: Uh, I'm gonna bust him. The only reason I'm gonna do that is because I just feel like that. Uh, Miami will be in control of the game, and I don't think Jacksonville will. It, it, it'll be amazing how many few snaps Jacksonville will have this week. I, I just feel like that Miami's just going to run, run. They're just going to have fun. Ball control. So it's going to give Blackman very few chances.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Electric Relish in the chat room, Jimmy Graham has a hurt wrist. Uh, so, yeah, he he is, uh, he is dang good. You know what? I think uh, I like Chad Henning. I like what he's done there. The Dolphins' pass rush, though, is a huge concern for this team. Jags ranked 29th in the NFL with 40 sacks allowed. And he's going to have pressure in his face. I think that's going to be to Blackman's detriment. So I'm going to bust him as well. Vic Ballard?
0: Vic Ballard, uh, in this week, I'm going to trust him. The only reason I'm going to going to do that is because there's no backup. There's nothing behind him. Uh, I know uh, Indy's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Uh, They're going to need to uh, against Houston. But, you know, maybe it's, you know, it it depends on the first half. I mean, this is a hard trust, but I'm going to trust Big Ballard uh, in this game.
1: Well, this is one where I, I, I tell you, he's going to get the bulk of the work, and I always love the fact in December, when you can ha- when you could start a running back that gets a lot of work, uh, it- it's very difficult. It's very difficult to-, to turn him down, and you know he he is kind of the the best package that they have there. You know across the board, he he does a little bit of everything. However, this is a tough matchup for him, and I just don't see that Indianapolis is going to be in a position where they can pass the ball or, or where they can run the ball. I think they're going to have to throw. It's going to be a big Andrew Luck day, and, if- and and I think that maybe Andrew Luck. Might have more yards than uh, any running back on the team, so I'm going to bust Vic Bauer this week, although I do like the kid long-term and in dynasty. Mike Williams of Tampa Bay, Mike. Trust or bust, has a fantastic matchup this week. Number twos uh, for New Orleans usually do pretty well. Now, the first time around, he didn't have a very big game. It, the Most of the action went to Vincent Jackson. We all think that Freeman's going to have a huge day against New Orleans, but what about Mike Williams? Can you trust him in a big important week like Week Fifteen,
0: absolutely, it's the highest. Uh, of course, I look at the, I look at over and unders. Uh, you know that means a lot to me because uh, that tells me the trend of the game and how that might go. Uh, that's one of the highest over and unders uh, that we've got going. The over and unders fifty four. Uh, Mike Williams, absolutely. I'm going to trust him because whether they're ahead or behind, I can I can rely on Josh Freeman going to Mike Williams and uh, the New Orleans defense allowing that to happen. So, Mike Williams, to me, is a definite trust.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I trust him as well. He had seven targets the first time around against the Saints, and Freeman is just totally on fire. As a quarterback, as a professional, I think he's really – the game is really clicking clicking to him. He kind of knows what to do. Now that he has a really reliable run game and ground game, the one thing I am concerned with is this could be kind of a huge Doug Martin day. You know, the Saints pass, he gets ripped. The rushing D gets ripped, too, and and if I'm Tampa and I'm Shiano and I'm trying to fight and struggle and teeth and claw to make the playoffs, man, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to try to slow the game down, take Drew Brees off the field, and I'm going to try to run and ground and pound with Doug Martin, and that's my one fear that Freeman doesn't get enough attempts, and Martin is so effective against this team. Martin is going to be absolutely a monster this week. He's the number one running back for me in uh, Week 15 action. Uh, let's see where BFD uh, has him. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, one a... thing
0: about it, Scott, I mean, you, you, you're, you are making a very good point uh, because New Orleans, chances are, they're, they're, their time of possession will be not much at all because either they're going to score or they're going to be three and out. It's, it's going to be that simple. So uh, that could give a lot of opportunities for uh, Tampa Bay.
1: Good point man okay two more names and we're done with trust or bust um michael or I'm sorry not Michael Floyd Malcolm Floyd for the Chargers they have a game against the Panthers and you know we've seen the Panthers kind of be sporadic but respectable uh, against the path it doesn't look like a it doesn't look like a fluke against this team but again what do you think about Malcolm floyd
0: I'm gonna trust him I'm gonna trust him uh, I'm gonna I'm thinking that uh, San Diego's, they're just going to, you know, do the same old crap that they do. They're just going to try to keep Norvell Turner's job, which won't happen. Uh, But they do the same stuff in the middle of December, and they start clicking, uh, and Rivers is going to hook up with Malcolm Floyd. And, you know, who would have thought that they would have beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger back? So I'm going with uh, Malcolm and I trust him, absolutely.
1: Yeah, the Panthers looked really good against Atlanta last week in the first half, and I'm like, wow, Atlanta's not doing anything for their owners in week 14. And then they kind of got it rolling. Uh, but it's interesting that Carolina is really respectable against the pass, 12th in the NFL, allowing only 227 yards per game, only 17 touchdowns all year, and they play in a a very aggressive division against the pass, so it's very interesting that only 17 passing TDs uh, for the year, 30 sacks tied for 15th, so when I look at those stats, I think to myself, okay, Phillip Rivers, where do you compare in this scheme of things against the division that they play in with Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, you know, and some of these better teams that like to pass the ball, and Freeman's had a big year, so... When I think to myself, is Rivers going to get a touchdown? He might not even get a touchdown this day. And if Malcolm Floyd doesn't get a touchdown, I don't see how you can start him. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. I'm going to bust – I always want to say Michael Floyd for some reason. Malcolm Floyd uh, for week 15. Last but not least, T.Y. Hilton, Mike. We've been talking about T.Y. for the last couple of weeks. I love the kid when he gets his touchdowns. He puts his arms out and goes to T and does the Y. You know, it's kind of cool. But – what do you think about T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck this week? All right, I uh, I love T.Y. Hilton. I think he's one of the most talented uh, receivers in the team, next to Reggie Wayne, obviously. Donnie Avery's a nice, speedy guy. T.Y. Hilton brings a little bit extra dimension to the table. I like T.Y. and I would start him. I would not be afraid to start him against Houston uh, again. This could be the Arian Foster Show. He could; they could run down their throats and uh, completely take the game away from Indianapolis. But look, Mike, Indianapolis is nine and four. That's no joke. I understand. They they are a legitimate team and can do legitimate things on the field. Houston is not going to walk on. And matter of fact, the Colts played a better
0: game against the Patriots, I think, than Houston did. I'm, so, you know. You know, Scott, there's no doubt about it. I mean, these two, these two teams match up really great. Uh, the one factor that I'm going in with this game, and I'm going to uh, feel good about it. Houston is a nine and a half point favorite, and they're pissed off. And that's just that that's the, that's the only reason I'm doing some bust on some some of these guys is because I, I really feel like Houston is an upset team, and uh, they're not going to let things happen the way it happened Monday night.
1: All right, 347 324 5404 is the number. We are moving on to the high stakes rundown real quick. In the FFWC, 78 teams made the chase for the 200 grand. Our FPA uh, board member, Matt Bailey. Winter is coming, leads the FFWC for the 200 grand. Brandon Lloyd, Brandon Marshall, Roddy White, and Seahawks defense. Also got to throw a little love to starting D'Angelo Williams, who had 19 points. High week for us in the contest. 197 points later. Matt is sitting atop our leaderboard, heading in with two weeks to go. As good a week as this was for Matt, like all of us, it could have been a little bit better had he started Decker over Myers and Kai Forbath over Graham. Again, that's two coin flips. You can't beat him up over that. Now he gets to deliberate about one very exciting David Wilson. So his team just got stronger, and he's leading it all, Mike. So congratulations to Matt Bailey for a good year. It's not over. He's got two weeks to go. Next up, the FFPC. 195 teams made the chase for the 200 grand. You got to beat 200 teams here, Mike. Rich and Paula they started the Bengals last night, just as you did in Kentucky. They were in fourth last week. Now they're in first place overall, forensic football, Mike. They could win this thing.
0: Yeah, you know it's hard to believe. Uh, just a simple, uh, a simple Cincinnati Bengal defense. Uh, you know that puts them in good shape. Uh, you know, what's her wrestler lineup look like? You know, I mean, it it's, it makes it kind of fun.
1: Eli Lynch, Moreno, Foster. Look at that running backs: Lynch, Moreno, Foster with Eli, Wayne, Marshall, Colston, and Witten. er with flexed muscles and got the Bengals D. Another question from Facebook. Before we go further, this one from Joey Brown, who is doing really well. He was here earlier. Uh, His question, Mike, is Martellus Bennett, T.Y. Hilton, Golden Tate, or Antonio Brown? I need a flex, and I love the show. Mike, Joey Brown needs some help here. Bennett, Hilton, Tate, or Antonio Brown?
0: Wow. Uh, You know, I think this is uh, Big Ben's uh, second week back, and I think it could be Antonio Brown in my opinion.
1: All right, you take Antonio Brown. I'm not quite ready to put Antonio Brown back in the flex spot against the Cowboys, although, man, what is the over-under on that game? You look that up, and I look at T.Y. Hilton and Golden Tate. I'll tell you what, with the injury to Sidney Rice, who I'm not sure that he's actually playing in that game, I think I'd have to start Golden Tate over all those. I I like T.Y. Hilton. I would not consider Martellus Bennett there, uh, even though I could be wrong. I think I would start Golden Tate. He was proven to be a pretty good player.
0: And, Scott, actually this goes back to what I was talking to you about uh, earlier today. It depends on the situation he's in. Is he in a must-win situation uh, as far as uh, needing the game points? If he needs the game points, you got to go uh, high risk reward. Uh, if he's in a uh, head-to-head, then, uh, you know, do your safe play. Do your safe play.
1: All right, we've uh, we're we're in the high stakes rundown. This is Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. This is red versus blue Friday night football. Randall four twenty could not make it, neither could Hungry Hippie, Mike. It was you were saying hippo all hungry hippo all week, you know, all, all night, all last week. Friday. Hungry hippo, hungry hippo, and I was like, It's hungry hippie, Mike, and you kept saying hungry hippo. Uh but yeah, Matt Matt couldn't make it, Randy couldn't make it.
0: I got uh, my notes they, right here in front of me.
1: They are listening from home. That's the
0: same note, Scott that say uh bust Cam Newton and bust Marshall. Lynch. Yeah. I got my notes right here.
1: <laughs> well, that is that is part of our Wintergreen Way League here that I am uh, going after the title this year. That is our our neighborhood league. So I'm hoping to win that. Really important to always win your local league no matter what other high stakes games you play in the the neighborhood league. You definitely want to win. NFFC, Mike, the National Fantasy Football Championship. KJ Duke has a great team there, $100,000 on the line for him. You have a good team in Kentucky. I'm sitting up there. We've got several good guys. I know Bulky's in the Kentucky League, and our good friend John Duckworth and Wayne Ellis, Uh, And heading into Week 15, we're leading the Kentucky League by a pretty comfortable margin. They have a monster team there as well. Uh, The Kentucky League, led by Farrell Elliott, the KFFSC.com, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. A lot of fun. It's it's sort of the practice league for the high-stakes leagues. You can go down to Kentucky. It's a Midwest regional event for us, and a lot of the high-stakes guys are coming down and saying hello, drafting. And at the end of the day, if you're playing in the high-stakes, you feel like, you know what, I should be able to win this thing. But there's a, a lot of competition there. It's a lot of good practice. And, uh, they have a pretty fun format. A couple of little quirks there that I'd like to see cleaned up. Just, you know, that I, that I'm not a big fan of, but at the end of the day, overall, excellent package, excellent contest. Farrell does a fantastic job. You go there actually to see Farrell.
0: Yeah. You, you know, you're right, Scott. And, uh, you know, you put me on to it. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but once I've been there, you know, to see the Wisconsin guys, uh, Kurt and, uh, Leroy and, uh, Uh, Dave, you know, uh, that whole bunch, that's fun. Les Sandlin, uh, I missed him last year, but hopefully Les, he'll be back uh, next year. And, uh, you know, Kimra, she's always there. And just a fun group of uh, of fantasy football experts. I mean, they are experts that are coming for a draft and they'll do it. You know, they'll draft in two or three different events. And then, like I said, it it, it is a – it's a – practice for the main event but uh it's a lot of fun and it's held at the horseshoe casino uh, you can't go wrong there so uh it's a lot of fun
1: i am in the rt sports championship as well out of 16 teams i'm ranked number seven after last night's game i had aj green going or i'm number six i'm sorry and got a good shot there we'll have to see how it goes and uh, one a 16 okay. shot at Tim Graham. We'll talk about that team next week. Whether I have a chance or not, we'll know after Sunday. And, Mike, I want to bring up one last league that is new to the scene this week, salary Cap. It's, a, it's an emerging trend here in the high stakes uh, world that the, the guys in the high stakes world are actually merging over into the weekly game world. And DraftKings decides, you know what? Hey, FanDuel. Hey, DraftStreet. Uh, Fantasy Feud. Move over here. We've got a contest. $250,000 on the line for Week 16, Mike. A $100,000 grand prize to the main event winner, and it's for a Week 16 challenge. Look, I'm not afraid to promote and show other contests that are out there. $200 entry fee. They also have a $22 qualifier contest this week, Week 15. If you win or if you place in the top, you're in for the Week 16 showdown. hundred dollars to the winner, DraftKings.com. They have a $50,000 salary cap, Mike. I'm going to tell you my team. You tell me what you think. Josh Freeman for $7,200. C.J. Spiller for $6,100. Adrian Peterson for $9,000. I'm willing to pay. I've seen enough. Julio Jones for $7,000. Maybe Roddy's out there. Reggie Wayne for $5,900. I think they're going to be behind and throwing. Jason Witten for $5,600, especially with the injuries to Dez. Dez might be kind of a sneaky play here that people might not take. David Wilson for $4,000. His salary is very low, Blair Walsh for 2500. You need a kicker and the Lions D against Arizona for 2500. I'm spending right under the 49 five mark for that team. Freeman Spiller AD, Julio Wayne Witten, David Wilson as a flex. Walsh and the Lions D. Mike, any anything stand out to you there? We need to we need to talk about.
0: Get off that Julio Jones love fest, man. Yep. I'm telling you, get off that Julio Jones love fest. I, I mean, I like Atlanta in this game, but. You got to find a receiver or something that's going to be a little bit cheaper for you.
1: All right, I'll uh, I'll take it under advisement. The one th- one guy I was thinking about swapping out was Adrian Peterson. My thought was this: everybody's going to have Adrian Peterson, so now it is the equalizer. You may need to have Adrian Peterson in there just to make sure you can keep pace with everybody else because he's that thirty point guy, right? But yep. if there's any chance that you you know you want to try to separate yourself from the pack here and try to be different. The way you'd be different is not putting in Adrian Peterson and trying to beat the system. Uh, but the Vikes do play the Rams, and so I can understand why people want to have Adrian Peterson in their lineup. All right, Mike, that is again DraftKings.com. I'm gonna try it out. Uh I don't have a lot of experience with them. I can tell you that Roto Grinders reviews the daily and weekly games. They've been doing it for a long time. And uh yeah, they've uh they've got an opportunity uh, somebody's going to have to for
0: uh, $100,000. Draft 000. Kings, correct.
1: Draft Kings, K-I-N-G-S, like kings and queens. Yep. Uh, also, I-, I wanted to mention and shout out to Henry Muto, NFFC Online Championship, $100,000 on the line. And Henry, our good friend Henry, one of the uh, friends of the program here in the chat room, the crew, Week fifteen leader, Mike, and uh, he's been on the boards over there in the NFFC. You can go over there and check out his team. He's got a heck of a team, and we, we are rooting for Henry. He is also number two overall in the Pros versus Joe's challenge. So there's something to it, Mike. The guys that listen and put the time in and put the effort in and 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 make the tours around the uh, the high stakes shows, uh, I think it definitely pays off. And you soak it in, and you start to really absorb, and you start to become your own. Advice system because of what you just take in. You take it all in, and it's kind of like in sales, Mike. You remember when we were on the phones? You would, we'd be sitting yep. there and we'd be listening to all the guys that were around us. We'd take Ray Stussman on my right. I'd have, you know, Eric over here and and Jason yep. over here and Troy. All these guys that would have these good sales pitches. I'd be listening to them and taking bits and pieces from their sales pitch. And before you know it, I had incorporated my own and made it my own. And I was dominating the office because I wasn't afraid to take and improve. And that's kind of what you have to do in fantasy. You listen to the advices, you take the bits and pieces that you want, and you throw away the rest that you don't want, you know. But it's got to be your decision. At the end of the day, when the lineup's on the line, it's got to be your decision.
0: Well, you know, I'm right here, Scott. Uh, I'm, I'm right here talking with you on this show, and uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to meet a lot of people that are very, uh, very good in the industry. And the reason I met them is because of you, because I, I value your opinion. And then it resonates because I, you know, I meet uh, Lance Turms, you know, I mean, the guy is great, you know, and a lot of different people that uh, I want to hear and talk about. I want to hear their opinions. I want to hear their thoughts. And, uh, you know, it just makes me better, you know. So it, it's good stuff.
1: All right, Mike, we're going to go right into q and A. I uh, i tell you what, this has been a great show. We've got 12 minutes left in the program and uh, we are going to go right into our Q&A segment where we just rattle off some questions that we have. Give me 30 seconds. We'll be right back here on Red vs. Blue. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there.
2: Will you? This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy
1: All right. Sometimes you need a little uh need a little break, uh, when the computers are going a little crazy. So uh we appreciate that. You know what? That commercial, I hit that commercial, uh it was the wrong one, but <laughs> yeah. Greg Kellogg, great guy, man. That commercial was back from like what, two thousand nine when we started this thing? Lavernius Coles, Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: yeah. That was great. <laughs>
1: oh, I love it. I love it. I was a big Coles fan. All right, Mike, uh, we have a question in the chat room. Please discuss Kirk Cousins, Scott. I don't know whether to start him over Henny if RG3 doesn't go. It's great that you brought that up, Electric Rose, because we were going there. That was our first question. Kirk Cousins and his impact on Pierre Garçon. Look, Pierre Garçon has finally become fantasy relevant again after being out for most of the season. And he's back with Kirk Cousins now. So I I have a feeling that they're going to that RG3 is just not going to play. And they're going to say, man, can we get one win from Kirk Cousins, man? That's kind of the attitude that the Skins have. Can we beat the Browns, go on the road with this kid who got the W4s last week, and get one more? We need to give RG3 one week off because that kid is a warrior. Uh, I have a feeling that's the way it's going to go down, Mike. So if it does, and let's say it's Sunday morning, and we hear Shefty say that – or Mortensen say that RG3 is out, Kirk Cousins will get the start – and you have Pierre Garcon in your lineup and he's your flex. And you could put a running back in there, say a Mikel LaShore who you know is gonna get the carries. What do you do?
0: I go LaShore. Uh RG three changes the entire dynamics. I mean what uh what Cousins did uh to finish off that game and to the two point conversion was fantastic. But that was uh we're talking about two minutes. Uh he can't do it. I, well, I, I shouldn't say he can't do it, but I wouldn't trust him to do it throughout the entire course of the game, uh, especially on the road against Cleveland. Cleveland, they're not that bad, so uh, I'm going to have a tough time going with Cousins if he's if he's named starter.
1: Yeah, I think the team can work with Cousins, uh, although he look he's no RG three and limited first team reps this year. I. Garcon is having a huge uh, second half of the seasons here, and, you know, they've developed several weapons for Griffin to throw to this year. I'm just curious what they're going to do about the Browns because, okay, look, they're they're, uh, allowing 240 yards a game, 19 touchdowns allowed, 15 picks, 34 sacks tied for seventh for the year, and and so I, I question myself. You know, Palmer lit them up for 344 yards and two TDs. Yeah. Uh, so Brady Quinn was dumped for five sacks last week, and he he struggled to get 130 yards. Okay, so I, <laughs> I don't know which Browns team is going to show They're up here. I have a They're feeling either. it's going to be I have a feeling it's going to be the good one because it's in Cleveland. They play better, like you said. There's a, some teams play better at home. I think Cleveland's one of those teams that plays better at home. Yep. yep. So, uh, what will Cousins do? Man, I think I would play LaShore too. I think I would sit Pierre Garçon. I don't think I can count on a touchdown. What's the over-under in that game, Mike? That would be helpful.
0: Uh, there is no over-under. That's the only game that doesn't have a total because rg 3 is questionable. Uh, <clears throat> Very man. interesting, right?
1: Yeah, that makes it tough, man. That yep. makes it tough okay real quick, we are running out of time mike i'm gonna i'm gonna skip over some things go ahead and and give me that uh give me that question here you had a fantasy uh you had a fantasy question you wanted to uh to ask i didn't know what it was, but you said you wanted to get it asked before the show what was that
0: oh, oh it was it was the one that we've already talked about about uh you know i have uh i have i haven't Kind of a situation
1: here between Vic Ballard and uh, Brandon Gibson. Oh, okay. Vic Ballard, Brandon Gibson. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll, yeah. Let's pose that in the chat room. Look, can we get as many responses in the chat room, please, to Mike's questions?
0: I got. I got, I got to start one of the two. Vic Ballard,
1: Ballard or Gibson or in the chat Gibson. room, please. Vic Ballard, obviously, played in Houston. Brandon Gibson and the Rams playing the Vikings. Uh, Gibson at home in the Edward Jones Dome. I said Gibson. I told him in the car. I'm, I'm thinking that Gibson should be his lock, not to think about it the other way and put Ballard in there. But if we can get as many responses in the chat room here, I can I can save those for Mikey later. Mike, I think you said fantasy MVP. That's what you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah,
0: fantasy MVP. Yeah, uh, that that would be another thing. Uh, fantasy MVP. Uh, you know, this year it's been uh, kind of fun for me. Uh, you know, in Las Vegas with the uh, FFPC, uh, you know, we had a good run. We went seven and four, didn't uh, didn't make the playoffs or didn't do anything like that. But uh, we we still went seven and four in in the Kentucky League. Uh, we're still doing well, uh, still maintaining. Uh, my my fantasy MVP is Adrian Peterson. He's not just the comeback player of the year. But this guy, last December, was cut down, and, I mean, he was put to dead. But he has come back over and over and over again, and this year he is just, uh, he's he's kicked butt. I mean, what else can you say? Adrian Peterson is my fantasy player of the year.
1: Yeah, Mike, I can't say that I disagree with you. I may have a player that I prefer more that I think has been invaluable to their team. Brandon Marshall, as a free agent uh, or as a, as an acquisition, a trade acquisition by the Bears, but you had to pay a higher price for him. You had to pay a second or early third for Brandon Marshall, whereas you got Brandon, you got Adrian Peterson at the end of the third or or thereabouts, and so the value fourth. that you got, yeah, or fourth even. So Adrian Peterson, I, I I agree with you. I prefer Brandon Marshall. I think Brandon Marshall will actually finish just as strong in – He's the number one rated uh, fantasy receiver, Uh, number two, Calvin Johnson. So Brandon Marshall's number one in PPR, Adrian Peterson number one in running backs, but Brandon Marshall scored more points than Adrian Peterson just by a hair, but again, by the fact that uh, you were able to get Adrian Peterson later, that makes him the unquestioned fantasy MVP. The funny thing is the tight end position is down this year, led by Tony Gonzalez, 246, Witten, 230. Not as strong of a fantasy year, obviously, without those big dogs uh, at the top. But the, the Gronkowski and Graham year that we had last year is not going to be repeated. Three seventy five, three forty five. That's not going to happen in two thousand and twelve. Uh, you're going to be closer to a, a guy getting close to maybe two eighty uh, as the top tight end in the league. So a big drop off from the top two, and then everybody else is kind of uh, kind of in in sync. You've got six players over. 200 points right now. Last year, you had a total of 12 players over 200 points. So, you know, we could get there again. We could still have a couple more guys get over 200. Maybe another three, but it's definitely not as strong of a year for tight ends as it once was. It might be a little deeper through the middle, but not, not at the top. Uh, Mike, I want to get to my, I want to get to my sleepers and sits, my quarterback starts and bench. Uh, again, uh, Josh Freeman obviously as a quarterback start, you have to consider him. No matter what the other options are, I'm talking about if they're they're Cam Newton, uh, you know, you might want to consider it's a tough call. You know, uh, Cam Newton's been a monster, so I think you have to keep Cam Newton in there. But Josh Freeman is real close to that level this week, uh, ranking 30th in the NFL. You you have to look at Josh Freeman. Eli Manning wasn't sacked last week, and he tore off 250 yards and four touchdowns, and he's been terrible lately. So we know that the Saints can get gassed. I love Josh Freeman this week. To bench, Mike, this one's easy for me. Tony Romo is somebody I let ride the pine. He faces the Steelers pass D without Ike Taylor, okay? But this is a unit with a whole lot of people wrote off this past year, including me. They just look stingy against the pass. Ranked number one in pass yards, allowed only 169 pass yards per game. That's incredible. And You could throw all that out the window. Dallas is going to play tough. Dallas is going to try to win. Uh, and I feel bad for the fantasy owners of Dez Bryant, even thinking about sitting out with a finger. Uh, but I, I would sit Romo this week, and I'd look for better options.
0: Wow. Uh, you would set Romo versus who? Well, I mean,
1: there's a lot of options out here, right? I mean, we've got uh, anybody with a good matchup. Uh, you, you have uh, Kaepernick. I love Kaepernick this week. I love Cam Newton. I would have put no Dalton, way. I had Dalton ahead of him. Uh, I don't know how many other other quarterbacks you have. I have Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Stafford, Rodgers, Eli, Luck. Uh, I'd even put Roethlisberger over him, Freeman over him. Uh, Schaub, uh, not so much. I might put Schaub in over him because the Colts are weak in the secondary. Dalton, definitely. Kaepernick, definitely. And, well, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I probably get down to the Carson Palmer level where I start to say in the Will I'm, I'm like, you know what, yeah, I'll probably put Romo in even though I don't believe it. Yeah,
0: you start naming all those quarterbacks. Absolutely, I mean, but how many people have both those quarterbacks at your disposal? I mean, if you have Romo to start versus, uh, you know, a Kaepernick, I would, I would start Romo over Kaepernick right now. Uh,
1: no, 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 that's a big, that's a bad mistake, dude. New England gives up. Oh, I would, I would. All right.
0: Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Here we go. There we go, Mike's doing it again. You know, and I talked to somebody the other do it, night. Do it. Said, Hit
0: that button, Scott. Come on. I had. Oh. 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 Oh.
1: Oh. Oh. I down. thought right I, 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 I thought I was going to get through the entire show without having to do it. You've actually been holding your own, you know. And a couple of calls here. I've got a couple of buffs that you you named out here that I didn't agree with, but. uh, yeah, Mike, this is, uh, you've got, we've got the Romo or Kaepernick challenge. Is that what it is? That's what it is. All right. I'll give it to you. Your, 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 uh, your, your homerism is showing through here. Let's go <laughs> to the running back starts, Mike. This one is tough for me. I've really been down on Reggie Bush the last month as Daniel Thomas was getting the ball more than Reggie, but the snap counts suggest that this is once again, Reggie's team. So I think it's safe to trust Reggie the rest of the way and, Oh, uh, shout out to Mike from the four two zero here, man. Uh, Got a shout out to Mike from the four two zero. What's up, Mike? He said Gibson, by the way, for you. But uh, look, Bush. I would, I would, I would start Reggie Bush the rest of the way here. Forty nine touches the last few weeks to Thomas's nineteen. So it's kind of like they figured it out here. Plus, it's a great matchup. The Jags' rusty is bad, really bad. Thirty first in the league, one hundred forty five yards allowed a game, tied for dead last in eighteen rushing scores given away to date. I mean, look, you saw the Jets game last week, 42 times for 166 yards. Bills went for 230 a couple weeks ago. And ha! Huh. And PPR Bush is off the carousel. He's back to being a fantasy must start. I will say this. If you have a David Wilson, he's got to be in your lineup. LaSure could be headed for an epic outing this Sunday. With He's yep. got a great matchup. It just depends on how they match up the carries. But I'm back to putting Reggie Bush in my lineup, and I drafted him. He started off good. He fell apart in the middle of the season. And now it's like these are the two important weeks. I think it's okay to start him.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think, Reggie Bush, uh, like I said, it's going to be ball control. Uh, We talked about the bust, uh, trust, uh, and things like that. With Blackman, that's the reason I I don't like Blackman is because I believe that uh, Miami is just going to do ball control all day long.
1: Let's move to the running back bench. I hate to do this segment, Mike. This is the toughest part to do it because uh, we are in overtime here at Red versus Blue. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent, glad you could be part of the, uh, be listening for the show. This is the high stakes uh, show that started it all uh, several years ago in the high stakes industry. Look, I know uh, there's an old saying, like I said, you, you ride the guys who got you here, but I can't endorse one of the guys that got me to the playoffs, Mike, and that's Stephen Ridley. I said it last week as well, and I was, you know. Except for that late touchdown, he was held in check pretty much all game last week. And he's not going to find it easier playing against San Fran. That, I mean, look, we know who San Fran is. They are who we thought they were. You know, it's tied for second yep. NFL, allowed just 90 yards a game, only three rushing touchdowns all year. And Ridley relies on the touchdowns. I mean, he's a he's a touchdown monster in the New England system. He doesn't get a lot of receptions. You've got to find a better option this week, anybody other than Ridley. I'm talking about guys that I don't like, like Ballard or Dwyer or D'Angelo Williams even. Basically, any starter over Ridley this week, if you have to do it, you put him in there.
0: Uh, It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to find a starter over Ridley. Um, but I don't, I'm like you. I don't care for Ridley that much uh, because San Francisco is going to be bringing everything they can. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny, Scott. The spread's only four and a half, and it's at Foxborough. It, so, but the over-under is 46 and a half. Can I, so, can I
1: guarantee there's, there's you that San Fran covers that spread?
0: There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, and uh, I just don't know where they're coming from. From Marking the San Francisco
1: Mark, write it down. Get out get out your pen and go ahead and put down San Fran. If you give me four and a half right now, I'll put twenty bucks on San Fran. Will you give it to me?
0: Uh no, I won't, but I'm still taking Romo over Kaepernick.
1: <laughs> all right, Romo the homo. Wide receiver start. This has been fun all year, dude. Always play wide receivers against the Saints. We already talked about it. Mike Williams. I love Lance Moore and Josh Gordon this week too. Lance Moore and Josh Gordon are excellent starters. Uh, again, it's all about the matchup, and uh, you know it's bounced back for Lance Moore time, so I think that's going to happen. The bench wide receiver, I'm going to tell you this. This comes from one of our writers, Jeb Gorman, uh, Gorham from fftoolbox.com, and he kind of turned me on to this, but look, uh, Steve Johnson, he's kind of been a, 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 an appealing flex option at this stage in the year. Johnson's season rank is 27th, okay? So it's not the Steve Johnson that you remember, okay? He's 27th. And this week in our rankings, which won the accuracy rankings of last year, by the way, FF Toolbox, they, they're very accurate uh, rankings. Uh, you can customize them to your own scoring system. So definitely check those out. But the good news is that it does appear that his hamstring injury that was limiting him uh, looks to be, you know, cleared up. The bad news is it's the matchup. I mean, he's Fitzpatrick's favorite target and all, but... Seattle's D takes the wide receiver out of plays, the number one wide receiver. They do a very good job of that. They rank third against wideouts and and allow, on average, only 18 points to the position per game. So this is not the week to take a flyer on Johnson, given his productivity. I expect, or I'm sorry, Jeb expects three to four receptions, 40 to 50 yards, no touchdowns. And And I hate to say that. If you have Steve Johnson, you're hoping that he's the Steve Johnson of old, but that's not what you have this year, yeah, yeah all right, Mikey. Well, it's been a good show. Thank you for being on. I was hoping to get rich on, uh, so I didn't have to talk all day rich mcclellan he's been he's in the chat room all night. It was a great show. thank you to shane p hallam i p s driver saw one one six seven one Henry muto electric relish, and all the crew the chat room at red versus blue get' up, guys. It's week fifteen. Got a lot of money on the line, a lot of bragging rights. Hyperactive 5 with Ryan McDowell. I'm in the semifinals there. I'd like to win that thing, man. And I'm uh, I'm counting on Dez Bryant and CJ Spiller and Randall Cobb and Jimmy Graham, a lot of those guys to come through. So I hope I I can get that uh, hyperactive title that's been eluding me since uh, I won it years ago in Hyperactive 3 uh-huh. the season. So, Well,
0: good luck, Scott. Let, let, let's chase down Kentucky and uh, yeah. see if we can uh, wait from now. We could be in the position to uh hit the
1: top five all right guys fftoolbox.com slash playoff championship if you want to check out it uh check it out if you don't have anything going on obviously if you do we know you're more concerned with your with your regular team so don't worry about it i i if, if the the spots start to sell out we will send out an email alert and let you know only 250 spots allowed in that contest you can triple up uh beating five of your guys in the league, but. Shane P. Hallam's in the the draft on uh, Red vs. Blue. So thanks, everybody. We will see you next week, and let's get them week 15.
2: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.